What's up, everybody? It's Andrea. Today, the Romulans are shady AF. We arrange our own funerals, and we ask the question, what was Riker going to say about Roe? Come nerd out with us. Welcome to the TNG Podcast, the number one place in the Alpha Quadrant to geek out about all things Star Trek The Next Generation. I'm your co-host, Sharice. Hey, I'm your co-host, Andrea. Today we are talking Season 5, Episode 24, The Next Phase. This episode was written by the great Ronald D. Moore and directed by David Carson. The Enterprise responds to a distress call from a Romulan science ship. Lieutenant Commander Jordy LaForge and Ensign Rolaren are lost in a transporter accident when returning to the Enterprise with a faulty generator from the Romulan ship. Oh, okay. Initial thoughts? My initial thoughts were, <laughs> this is one of my all-time favorite episodes. Yes. And I am so excited to dig into this with you, Andrea, and with anyone who's listening. I am super excited. That's all my initial thoughts. I, I'm really in there with you. My initial thoughts were, last week I talked about Thanksgiving Feast, and Thanksgiving Feast continues with another like all-star episode. It's just fabulous all around. I'm not the biggest like Ensign Rowe fan, but she is so amazing in this episode. Mm -hmm. Also, what a fun and creative sci-fi story. Like a transporter yeah. accident, but they're not actually dead. Like, yes. guys, last week we talked Iborg. This week it's the next phase. And then next week is Inner Light. Like, oh, wow. we are in the golden age of TNG right mm -hmm. here. I mean, yeah. they were just cranking out the most quality material at this time there is literally like nothing wrong with any of those episodes yes i agree i agree and then we have times arrow which is one of my favorites oh as well. my god it's the um, san francisco one right it's so good and oh, and the only so thing wrong good. with that is is the um what's that guy stupid ass samuel clemens yeah the the that mark guy? twain character is yes. just annoying af yep but yep still a great episode like every time it he talks is. it's like nails on a chalkboard that's the only problem with it, though. The episode itself is solid. So I'm yeah. super excited about our next, like, several episodes. We don't know what oh, happened yeah. with Cost of Living. Like, why was that there? I don't know. <laughs> because it sort of ruined the flow. But now we're just getting in the good stuff. And yeah, we're, we're like, knee-deep in, in cranberry sauce and, and gravy and pie at this point. Because it is, like, oh, my gosh. We're at, like, the best stuff that, yeah, that TNG has to offer, in my opinion. I agree. And similar to, you know, you're saying you're not such a big Ensign Row fan, but she's fantastic in this episode. She I is. would say the same thing for Barclay. I'm not a big Barclay fan, but the last two episodes we had with him were yes. really good. Yeah. So it's like, that's that's even magical that you can take a character I don't care for and make mm -hmm. them the star of the show. And I love the episode. That's yes. amazing. Absolutely. I feel the same. That's exactly it. Where it's like you make a character that's not necessarily the most likable mm -hmm. and make them the star and like a fan favorite. It's like that's that's what great writing could do. So, oh, my gosh. Um, a couple of things. Um, this episode actually won an Emmy for Outstanding Individual Achievement in Sound Mixing for a Drama Series. So excellent sound mixing. Um, they got the Emmy for that. It's amazing. Congrats. Congrats to this episode. And this story it originally involved... The transporter accident involving Jordy and Troy. And Brandon Braga was like, Troy's had enough running and jumping this year. Like, why not give Rose something to do? <laughs> um, and so they're like, we're so glad that she did because she kicks a Romulan in the chest and does a kick worthy of Bruce Lee. She's some sort of acrobat 
That scene, in my opinion, makes the whole show. That's from Brandon Braga actually speaking about writing this episode. And I was like, I'm so glad it wasn't just Jordy and like Troy being like, oh no, Troy has to feel her way yeah, out or whatever. Right. It would have been a it still would have been a good episode because it's written very well. But I yeah. agree. The last time we saw Ro do anything was when she did Riker in Conundrum. We haven't yes. really I think we've seen her at the helm saying I captain once since yes. then. But yes. like it's it's kind of nice to see her as a part of the crew again. Mm-hmm. Um, and Troy has been just so clutch this season. I think it's okay, totally okay. More than okay to give her a little bit of a break. Because absolutely. she's absolutely been pulling her weight this whole season. Oh, 100%. Well, let's let's jump into this. Um, the Enterprise is coming to a distress signal from a Romulan science vessel. And Riker, Worf, Jordy, and Ro beam over to help. And Riker says, no weapons. We don't want them to think they're under attack. And Ro says, this is not a bright idea. And I think it's great to see the old Riker and Ro act is still kicking <laughs> with this, like, tension that they have. And Ro believing she has the space to, like, throw any opinion out at senior leadership. And they're like, what? Yeah. No, no Ro. A military girl. You have to keep that on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody else on the transporter Even pad. Even though doesn't think it's 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 the military, it is. It so stow it. is. Stow it, sailor. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, and you just see Riker like, excuse me? What was that? I didn't hear that. You want to say it a little louder? It's like, nothing, sir. Exactly. It's like, right. it's just, yeah. It's, Looks it's like great. sleeping together did not ease any of those tensions. Apparently. Sure didn't. Maybe if they did it again, but they don't. No. As far as we know. <laughs> also, um, why would a second time work if the first time didn't? I feel like maybe try it again. I don't know. I don't know. That's 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 how humans work, right? That didn't work. Let's try it again, but better. I don't know. Still didn't. Still didn't work. Still didn't All work. Right. Well, aboard I the kind of thought. Chip. I kind of thought this was not a great idea for Picard to send them over because in the distress call, the Romulans were like, core breach, help, help. And I was like, ooh, core breach. That's usually like a fly away kind of thing. Aboard the Enterprise and off we go. And their ship explodes and we're super sad for them. And we take them home. But they're all alive. The ones who survived. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was just like, if the core is going to, usually it's like, get our ship as far away as possible from a core breach. You're absolutely but instead, right. He goes, that. let me, let me beam over like my most critical crew members <laughs> to this situation. Yeah. Thankfully. Plus Ensign Row. Yeah. And Ensign Row. Thankfully, when they beam over, it's like they've kind of got it contained and they're going to eject. Um, actually, this is before they're going to inject something. They're going to like get rid of whatever they have an engine core, but then they have another thing that's also going to explode. They have two things and they have to like inject one and Jordan rotate another one or whatever point is they don't explode. So it's okay. But I was just like, that's the only thing we heard in the distress call was core breach or explosion. And I don't think we should beam into that because what if the second you beam them over, they blow up. Yes, exactly. This is, I didn't even think of that. You're right. It's like, hey, we're just going to beam all the survivors aboard and zip away and get you guys home. Whatever. Like, yeah, you're right. Although I will say, I'm glad they did go aboard the Romulan ship because that set was so cool. So Things are looking so bad. There are dead Romulans around. The forced chamber resonator coil has exploded, which we all know is very bad. (laughs) And the team is like, okay, we're going to take this generator back to the Enterprise so we can replicate it for the Romulans and, and give it to them and they send them on their way. So Ro and Jordy are like, okay, let's beam aboard, you know, two to beam up and one piece of equipment. But something is going wrong. The transporter chief is like 
trying to get them and like Jordy and Rose, like play, they're trading places every time they kind of slightly rematerialize them. So she has to abort the transport and they should appear back on the Romulan ship, but they never materialize. And all we hear is, I'm sorry, we lost them, sir. And I was like, oh my God, they died in like a very routine transporter incident. Yes, they've died so suddenly and we're still in the middle of a crisis because even though they're taking that piece back to the ship, the engine core is now about to explode. So we find mm-hmm. out it find out it's the engine core and not the warp core. So I guess the explosion's not as deathy, but mm-hmm. still pretty bad. Like it would still kill, yes. kill everyone on the ship. So they've got to eject it. So we're still in the middle of a crazy, scary situation. So we don't even have time to mourn or to be like, are you sure? Or anything. It's like, yeah, I'm sorry, sir. They're gone. And they're like, crap. All right. Engine's about to explode. Next thing. You know, they have to yes. move on, which is so... Yes. It's it's really, really intense. Like, imagine being Worf or Riker. It's really intense right now because their yes. lives are on the line still. Yeah, you have to kind of get back to work and worry yeah. about them later. And that's what they do. That's exactly what they do. And it's like, geez, you guys, this is like super sad. Now, a couple of things. We've heard a million times that the transporters are dangerous. They're like a dangerous part of everyday life in space. Hell, Pulaski didn't even want to take transporters anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like no one has, we keep hearing how dangerous they are, but they're so routine. It's like, what? No. No one's died in a transporter accident. Like we've seen people being safely beamed aboard from their shuttlecraft after the shuttlecraft exploded like 10 minutes ago Mm -hmm. and you can still lock on their pattern and get them. (laughs) It's like, okay, so I think this is the first transporter accident we've seen on TNG. You know, you hear about how dangerous it is, but we haven't seen any loss. So like, this is the first time. If anything, we've seen how the, how the transporters can help. We've seen it like, you know, with the oldening with Pulaski, like going into the transporter and like taking out the old pattern and putting in the new pattern or whatever. And then you come back out of the transporter all young and fresh. We've seen it save lives. It's a transportation, it's a transportation and sometimes medical device. So it's, yeah, yeah. So this is the first time. time Yeah. And it's, it's like out of the blue. There's no no reason for it. it. They just used that transporter two minutes ago and it was fine. Yes. That's the scary part about it is that there wasn't like a, you know, shuttlecraft explosion and Picard's like, did you get them? Did you get them? And it's like, I'm sorry. It was too late. Like that would make sense. But this was like, all right, two to beam over. We'll pop back over in a couple hours when we have this replicated. Boom. Now we're, now we're dead. It's like, yeah. what? Yeah. So the whole team is like, they've got to be somewhere. But like, you know, even Picard goes to Troy and he's like, can you sense their presence? She's like, no. It's like, oh my God they're dead and like there's still an emergency we have to take care of so it feels a little bit like tasha yar where like tasha died but troy Mm -hmm. is still being captive by you know an oil spill Mm -hmm. so like we got to get her aboard and then once we're away we can do all the like funereal services Mm -hmm. and i was like oh my gosh yeah so in the meantime like the enterprise has got to get their warp generator up and running otherwise they're looking at a core breach so it's like we got to get this done and the warp core is about to breach and things are looking bad so the way team has to like seal off main engineering and like Worf and Riker are like trying to shut the blast doors and they're not strong enough. And I love that data shows up in the nick of time. And he's like, excuse me. And just like, like just pulls mm-hmm. the doors together, which is really fun. Yeah. When I first saw that, I was like, wait, why didn't data do that in the first place? But then I realized he never beamed over with them. He was still on yeah. the ship. Yeah. And Picard sent him over in a shuttle because they were like, they still need help and they need more, more um, support crew to yes. like tinker with things on their ship. Yeah. So Picard had sent him over in a shuttle because he was like, shut down all transporters. No one's using any transporters until mm-hmm. we figure out what happened. 
mm-hmm. we can't we can't investigate that right now because of this imminent explosion. So Data shows up in the nick of time, closes the doors. It's very great. And you just see the look on Riker's face of like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. Thanks God we you're here. We're like, 100%. We, at this point, they have about five seconds before the engine core explodes. So Data really got there just in time, like, closes the doors. They eject the engine core. The Enterprise extends the the field, um, the force field around both ships. And then it explodes. It just gives them like a gentle rock through the mm-hmm. force field and all is well <laughs> and everyone lives. So you're like, all right, phew, that was close. Yes, totally. So Picard does the whole like job well done, number one, and like I'm <laughs> off to sick bay, right? So he makes his way through the hallways to sick bay, and we see out of the corner of like the screen, somebody's feet sticking out from like around a corner. Like they're laying and, down on the ground, which is Yeah, odd. somebody's like laying down on the ground, <laughs> and Picard just walked right past them and like didn't notice them. And it's like, that's weird. And it kind of pans up and we realize it's Ensign Rowe. Like, she gets up, and, like, she's like, what the hell am I doing here? And she's very much like, what the F is going on? Mm-hmm. And she's she, not in the transporter room. Yep, she tries know to what's calm. Going on. Mm-hmm. She's trying to calm. She's like, I'm at deck whatever, like, section whatever close to sickbay. And she's like, oh, sickbay. Like, let me go there. But nobody notices her. So she's like, excuse me, I need help. I need he- hello. And, like, nobody can see her. Or hear her. Which is so unfortunate because she's being extremely polite for a change. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, like I need me? help. Yeah. Pardon me. Pardon me, sir, ma'am. Pardon me. Like she's yeah. being super like respectful and nice and polite. And yeah. just people are being so rude by ignoring her. And then she's like, excuse me. Hello. Yeah. And it's like, uh, okay, no one There's responds the to that either. Exactly. Yep. There she is. There she is. <laughs> but no one responds to that either. So it's like, what the heck is going on? So she goes, she's like getting a little weirded out. And honestly, if this was me, I would have been pushing people or, you know, yeah. tapping them gently on the shoulder and then pushing them very hard to be like, hello, can you hear me? Can you see me? Like, why 100%. are you pretending you don't see me? And so she's getting a little freaked out. She walks into Beverly's office. Like she walks towards Beverly's office and she overhears Picard and Beverly talking. Mm-hmm. And they're arguing about something. And so she's just kind of like standing at the door frame, you know, doesn't want to interrupt or whatever. And then she hears Beverly just say, fine, but I hate making out death certificates. And it's like, wait a minute, what? For, yes. For who? What's going on? Who died? Who yeah. died? Yeah. And so you see um, Picard goes to leave and Rose like, sir, I'm sorry that. And he walks right through her just like she's a ghost. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh what the heck i mean i don't even know how i would react if someone walked through me that's actually that was gonna be my question at the end where it's like how would you feel being in this position like what would you even do i would think i was dead i would totally be on instant rose train of i'm dead because that's classic ghost 101 people can walk through you and no one can see or hear you that's it poltergeist or ghost that's it (laughs) that's it right there there's no other explanation i would have never come to the phased idea that is so funny that you say that because I thought for sure you were going to be like, well, I would do what Jordy does. Like, I would just try to figure a way out of this because something logically doesn't make sense. But like, nope. it's so funny that you said that you're that like, is the, no, I'm dead. That's like the only characteristic of a ghost. <laughs> I'd be like, well, the only explanation that I can if think it of. it walks like a ghost and quacks like a ghost, I guess it's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's absolutely a ghost. <laughs> and then you look and see the death certificate and hear about the transporter accident and no one can see or hear you. Yeah, I would have been like, yes, I'm dead. I would have totally mm-hmm. been like Ro. I would not have been like Jordy, who was so clever to be like, 
uh, no, we can figure this out. Like, thank God Something for Jordy. Something is wrong here. Yeah. Thank God for Jordy, or they would have been ghosts forever until they actually died, which wouldn't have been that long. Because and then they, they starved food. to death. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they starved to death and get yeah. dehydrated. Yeah. No, that's that's it. So what would you have thought? I would have pulled a Jordy. I would have been like, no, no. <laughs> there can't just be, you know, thousands of ghosts wandering around the ship. You know, where's Tasha Yar then, if that's the case? Where's anybody else? You know, did yeah, she just hop on a shuttle? Her ghost would still be on Vagra too. What it did? Mm, I guess you're right. Although, well, yeah, I guess you're right. But like, you know, there's other service members who have like died. Yeah, in their line of duty, and we're not seeing any of them. So we're the only two. Like, there's something. There's something very wrong here. Um, and I think, yeah, after seeing Jordy, I would be like, wait a minute. But at this point, she hasn't seen Jordy. So as all she knows is she herself has died. Yeah. And then she sees Jordy's death certificate and goes, oh, that sucks. He died too. Yes. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, technical question. They can pass through walls. They can pass through equipment. Why, can't Why they don't pass they through the floor? pass through the floor? Yep. Yeah. How are you standing there? <laughs> I wrote that down. I was <laughs> of like. Of you did. Because there was there, there's a scene later on when we see this other Romulan and he's sitting in a chair. And I was like, how is he sitting in a chair? They can't touch any objects. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I immediately They thought, can't touch objects, minute. but they go right through. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, wait a minute. Why are they going through the floor? That doesn't make sense. Their ghosty power should make them slide right through the ship. And mm-hmm. then I was like, yeah, but that wouldn't be a very good episode. No, it wouldn't. They just slipped through the floor and died in space. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that would. Yeah. And that's, a, and that's one fair, of those like how it should have ended episodes where it's like right. slipped through the floor. <laughs> now now we have two dead people. So I and guess to, let's just continue fair, our funeral plans. Yeah, to be fair too, I've seen this episode like a hundred times and never mm-hmm. had that thought until this time. Taking <laughs> notes of it, where I was like, wait, <laughs> me a minute. too, me <laughs> too. Okay, I love that we we're doing this podcast for the love of the show, right? But. We've each seen this episode a hundred times and neither one of us has thought of that until just now. So (laughs) that just goes to show there's always something to pick up on. Now, one thing I will say, you know, as Picard and Riker, uh, sorry, as Picard and um, Beverly are talking in Beverly's office, Ensign Rowe is like, I'm right here, right? Which I'm like, oh my gosh, that is such a difficult acting challenge to be Beverly or Captain Picard and having this conversation. And when somebody's yelling, even if you're like, you know, trying to pretend that you don't hear him or see him, Mm -hmm. you do. And our body responds in very subtle ways that are unconscious to other people in the room. We unconsciously just sort of stop talking if somebody starts yelling you know in the room or, or whatever look at like, them or flinch or yeah or talk louder yeah they didn't notice how their voices were like very kind of like muted they were like yes you know what i know it's a shame like they were having this kind of quiet conversation yes. and even though roe is yelling they did not raise the, the their voices which i thought that was really impressive too and then yes. when picard turns around he doesn't look at her and then he just keeps walking i was like oh man that like that's really hard to pretend like you don't see somebody and make it convincing to a third party watching like mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Totally. A hundred percent. Like it, it just major, major, major props. Did you notice when Gates Roach- McFadden and um, Patrick Stewart? Go ahead. 100%. I'm, I'm sorry. Yes. They were amazing. Um, and did you notice how when Roe went to like slam her hand on the table, like um, because Beverly wasn't listening, how her hand went right through. And I just thought, man, she can't even make a statement. Like she can't even make a yes. statement to show how yes. frustrated she is right now. That's so much more frustrating. Yeah. She tries to kick a wall and her leg just goes right through. It's like, yes. you can't even like, you know what I, you know what I do miss? I do miss. And this is very juvenile. I do miss old 
like landline phones that if you're in an argument, oh, so you can slam them, slam the phone down dramatically. <laughs> and on the other end, you hear like a ding, you know, or something. You hear that. Like, eh, 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 yeah. Eh, eh. Not only that, but you hear like the slam. So you're like, wow, they were really mad. Like it's a very dynasty kind of moment. But on iPhones or smartphones, it's like, uh, and then you just gently push a button. Yeah. yeah. It's not even a button, right? Because it's a flat screen. So you yeah, just tap, you, hit, you just tap a screen. There's no tactile satisfaction. Even if, even if you tap it hard, the other person doesn't hear a bang. Yeah. All they hear is call ended. Yes. It's <laughs> like, not even like not the old school flip phones where you could flip it really hard. Yes. And you still feel like you hung up hard. But yeah, with yeah. no buttons, you're just kind of like, doot. Yeah, yeah, it's not the same. You're right. <laughs> That's what's going on right now. She's gone from landline slamming the phone to her hand just slides right through. I know. It's like, oh. So they end up, sh- actually, Jordy and Ro end up connecting. And they're like, oh, my God, you can see me. You can hear me. It's like being a tourist somewhere out of the country yes. and running into somebody from your town you went to yes. school with. And you're like, even if we weren't the best friends before, we are in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, never been so glad to see Ensign Row in my life. So they're trying, you know, Row is like, we're spirits. Like, I've never given this much thought in childhood, but I guess this is true. And Jordy's like, I don't have time for this. Like, you, yeah, you know, Jordy has may, no you, space may, for you it. may be at peace with yourself. I'm going to transporter room three and find a way out of this situation. And he turns around and storms right through a panel and off he goes. And I love that um, Ro is just like, poor Jordy can't come to terms. I'm going to say my goodbyes. And Jordy's just like, bum, 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 like walking over to the transporter room <laughs> with his notepad and his cigar. And it's a good thing he does go over there because in transporter room three, he's overhearing data and the woman who whose name I had to look up is transporter chief Brosmer talking about what happened. And data says that the cause of the accident may be related to the explosion on the Romulan ship because the explosion before damaged the Romulan's cloaking device, causing it to discharge chroniton particles. And there's a chroniton field in this very transporter room. And it's like, Oh, so Jordy's like, Oh my God. Like he absolutely went into transporter room three at the right time. Imagine if he did 30 minutes earlier, been nobody there or later would have been, he would have been looking through panels and not seeing anything. This is the perfect time. Yeah, but- this is great. I think all of the whole Jordy Data thing, this whole episode, I love. I love just the exposition from Jordy explaining to us everything he's figuring out as he's figuring it out. But he's explaining it out loud as if he's talking to Data who can't hear him. I mm. love that. I love it. Because yes. it's like, oh, that's what's going on. Oh, that's what's going on. Oh, okay, that's what's going on. Like, it feels very much like. <laughs> Normally, it's show, don't tell, right? And if you tell yes. the audience exact, exactly what's going on, it, like, ruins the the mood. It breaks the, yes. the bubble. Yes. But in this case, it's, like, just genius because you know he's talking to Data, but really he's talking to you. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And like, uh-huh, uh-huh, what else happened? Whoa, that happened, Jordy? Okay. That too? Yeah. Yes. I, so I love as he's standing there, he's going, yeah, that's right, Data. Yeah, that probably happened. And you're like, okay, okay, uh-huh. Because we can't <laughs> figure this out. We don't know what happened. The other thing I don't is, know what a chroniton particle is. Well, every time they mention chronotons. And neither do you, because you just made it up. Yeah. <laughs> every time they mentioned chronotons, and I'll have to check because this might be the first time they mention it in TNG, but they mention it all the time in, in Voyager. It always is a signature of time travel. Like every time oh. they say chronotons. Oh my particles, gosh. Okay. Well, that, that makes like, sense uh, because chron and like, yeah, chron like time. And like time. Right. Yeah, yeah. Time. Yeah. So every time they're like, there's a signature of chronoton particles, and they go, mm, someone's breaking like the temporal directive, prime directive, or whatever. So when they said it here, I was like, interesting, because there's no time travel here, but there is phase shifting, which yep. 
in the episodes that I'm thinking of in my head don't usually have any kind of signature. They usually say like, it's out of phase. With our, we'll see mm-hmm. that in Time's Arrow. It's mm-hmm. out of phase with like our universal signature Time. or something. Yeah. Um, but I just love that phrase, chronoton. It's it's very cool. It's it very, is very cool. Futuristic. Well, while Jordy is out there sciencing the answer, Ro comes to the bridge and stands in front of the view screen. She's like, I'm here to say goodbye. And of course, no one can hear her, poor thing. So she's like, hello, okay. So hello <laughs> and goodbye. Yes. <laughs> Riker and Picard happen to walk into the bridge and go to the ready room. And and Ro can kind of catch a little snatches of the conversation. And, you know, it looks like the Romulans are trying a new cloaking device and it backfired. And Ro pops in to listen and Riker wants to say a few words. And and Picard's like, of course, you know, like Jordy, uh, Jordy and Rose funeral is going to be handled by Data. Data already like asked as Jordy's like closest friend, like, can I run the services? And of course, Picard's like, yeah, no problem. Um, and Riker wants to say a few words. And Picard's like, well, you did know Jordy like kind of longer than all of us. He's like, actually, I was thinking about Ensign Rowe. And I love that Ensign Rowe's like, wait, what? Wait, what? What are you going to say? What words are you going to say about? God damn it. Like, because Riker just leaves. And she's like, what were you going to say? Now, she does turn to Picard. And she kind of spills her guts to him, like, knowing that he can't hear or see her. Like, thank you for trusting me when no one else did. And in this moment, Jordy walks in to find her to be like, I have some answers. Come with me. And first of all, I'd like to question, how the hell did this happen? Their comm badges don't work. They can't use a computer. I think he's just been—he's just been roaming the ship looking for her. And if she's did he go into like a thousand rooms to find just from room to room to room? I mean, potentially yes, but also if he knows that she's like saying her goodbyes, which there's no way he could know this. But if he knows she's saying her goodbyes, it's like she's going to go a lot of places, right? It's not like she's like the bell of the ball or whatever. She goes to work. She goes to her quarters. She's done. She probably doesn't even go to the holodeck. So I mean, there weren't too many places he had to check. I'm sure before finding her. Um, but still, yeah, this is a little bit contrived, but it's perfect because we need, we need them to meet and their combat don't work, which is We need them to meet, but I was like, uh, half the episode could just be walking in rooms and be like, Ro, Jordy, like, (laughs) hey guys, what's going on here? It totally could. It totally, and we don't have time for that because as we find out later, like there is a ticking clock. But, um, one of the things I loved about this, this speech to Picard is that Ro says, oh my gosh, I'm dead and I'm still intimidated by you. And for the first time in the hundred times I've seen this episode, I put myself in her shoes in this scene. And I thought, how would I feel talking to Picard as an ensign on his ship and as an ensign who effed up pretty bad Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, is kind of looked at as some kind of misfit and is trying to like just all the baggage that Roe has. How would I feel standing in front of Picard not being dead, just like standing Mm -hmm. in front of him and just talking to him candidly? It's like, yeah, you know what? I would be really intimidated too. Like, I kind of want to cut um, Sonia Gomez some slack for feeling embarrassed about spilling hot cocoa on him. Yeah, because yeah. you're like, yeah, he is actually kind of an intimidating person because he's really impressive and he's done a lot of stuff and he's got a lot of authority. He freaking is the captain of the flagship of the entire mm-hmm. Federation. And I'm like, you know, what? that's a fair point because I was thinking of him as like, oh, cuddly Picard. You know, I have all the feels. Yeah, but really, he's actually pretty intimidating. If I worked for him, I'd be like. Sir, yes, sir. Even it, yeah, hundred percent, a hundred percent. Even as it goes, I totally, I totally get that. That's exactly like I think I would feel exactly the same way. Um, and that was like a sweet moment. But at any rate, Jordy believes that whatever happened to them, the answers lay, you know, at the Romulan ship. So 
they hitch a ride with data and war for you know since no one trusts the transporter now it's like let's just take shuttles back and forth so they hitch a ride which is smart yeah and they overhear war from data planning their funerals and it's so surreal you know data talks about how jordy accepted him as a friend and it means a lot to him and Worf is like i don't think i'm the right person to ask any advice about because i'm very happy for laforge like he's crossed over in the line of duty and he's earned a place among the honored dead and i was like well wait what about roe like i i rewound and watched and he talked about jordy and i was like well yeah what about because Ro? well yes originally when data had asked um Originally, when Data asked, he asked if he could do Jordy's services because Jordy was his best friend. Mm-hmm. And he didn't ask about Roe. But in this conversation, when they're talking, um, and Worf is like, well, human custom is blah, blah, blah. Then Data says, well, but I think Roe's beliefs should also be represented. It shouldn't just be about Jordy. So, like, I could I can understand that because I don't know how close Worf and and row r and also like i know but it, it just strikes me as odd that like we're planning a funeral for her. two people <laughs> yeah for two people who died in the exact in the like at the same moment in the same accident you know and he's like jordy has earned a place among the honor dead what the f about row rodin earned jack yes because <laughs> she's bajoran or some shit i don't know like yeah it, that's, yeah that i was like hey an oversight. Left her out a little bit you know what you're right yeah. especially since we hear like the riker picard thing where picard's only talking about jordy and riker's yeah. like well actually roe so they're actually like bringing in both characters you're right mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know but that's yeah worth. Uh, whatever um but i will say what i really appreciated about this scene a couple things one is the whole thing that data says about jordy accepting him and teaching him what friendship is he yeah. accepted me he never treated me differently he, I came to learn that this is what friendship is. I always tear up at that scene, always, yeah. because that's the kind of friend I'm like tearing up right now. <laughs> it's like really like meaningful to me because that's the kind of friend I always strive to be. Aww. So to hear Jordy like being a really good friend to Data and people treat Data like trash because he doesn't have feelings, which I always get really frustrated at. And I just, I love that Jordy's like, just not a dick, right? He treats everybody the same. And if you're, if you're a jerk, then he, then, then he's like, I don't want anything to do with you. Right. But I will work with you as a professional, but he's not like so quick to just put people in a box and put them in a corner. And I just love that. And then the second thing I love about this is I love seeing the backstory of the different beliefs, like the different religious beliefs and the different beliefs around death. I just think that makes for such a rich world when they're mm-hmm. not just talking about human customs. Because even as humans, every single culture has different beliefs around death, different different customs. Like it's extremely varied on one planet. But let alone hearing that, oh, Klingons have a different way and Bajorans have a different way and on and on and on. And like Data's the only android of his kind. So he can make up his own ritual for himself, you know, someday potentially. It's just, I thought that was a really nice touch to show us that the the universe is really big in this um in the trek world yeah no it it really is like i love i love all of that and i love that like that hits you so hard in the feels and you are an amazing friend and that's exactly the kind of thing if you were lost in a transporter accident that's exactly what i would say is that you're a friend (laughs) and accepting of everybody um but maybe you should have taken a shuttle (laughs) but yeah i know what you mean that really that is very sweet especially because people write off data because he doesn't have feelings so it's like you can be a complete pulaski to him Mm -hmm. and like he would still do his duty but like jordy treats Worf or jordy treats data 
like a like a human, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's really sweet. Um, uh, now aboard the Romulan ship, Jordy literally is poking his nose into things, and he's like putting his whole face in like panels. And the Romulans are like, "What does this have to do with us? They should purge Where their ship of chroniton particles before they yeah. jump to warp." Yeah, because Data has they've come across to the Romulan ship with Data and warp. Data is investigating this whole chroniton situation. Like, where is mm-hmm. it coming from? Perhaps it's dangerous. That's why we're checking it out for your safety. And the Romulans are extra suspicious. And they have every right to be because they're always up to shady stuff. So they have every right to be suspicious of someone coming back on the ship after they've already kind of saved the day. And they're coming mm. back, like, with their tricorders, especially when you have yeah. something to hide. So yep. the Romulans are not too excited. Now, here's something I want to say about this whole scene where Jordy's poking his head in and stuff. The, the mise-en-scene I talked about a couple episodes ago, like the yes. framing of the, of the shots. Mm-hmm. I love it. This whole thing is framed with this random Romulan in the foreground, like mm-hmm. right in front of the camera. Yes. And then you're seeing all the action happening over his shoulders. Yes. And you don't understand why they're doing this until the end of the scene, until right mm-hmm. before the commercial break. But here with the mise-en-scene, you're just like, this is weird. There's this guy who's just staring at us and not moving, but whatever. You're not really paying attention to him. Yes. You're looking, you're like straining your eyes to see like, what's Data saying over there? Oh, what's Jordy and Rose Yes. Which I just thought was really interesting. I don't think we've had a shot quite like this before. I call him the stone-faced Romulan. Yeah, that's that that was so cool that he's right there mm-hmm. and he's looking grumpy. And the first time I saw this episode, I didn't think anything of that Romulan at all. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay, so this is interesting. We just have like a you know, some grumpy ass Romulan, like, <laughs> which they don't want the Enterprise there poking around anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's sitting in the captain's chair and Jordy's like, this panel looks like a molecular phase inverter. It changes the structure of matter to pass through normal matter and energy, which we will see in another episode uh, with Riker's old captain. And like a few years back, Starfleet got word that the Klingons could use it to hide like anywhere, like inside an asteroid. But the research like never really got off the ground. It's possible that the Romulans are trying to use the inverter and cloaking device to do like a phase and they cloak and then they can go through stuff. Right. So really cool idea. It's a super cool idea. It's transporter technology plus cloaking. Like Like it's really rad. Yeah. So they're like, oh shit, we're phased. We're phased. We don't have any molecular substance. And even better, there's a way to dephase them. So Rose, like, wait, we're not dead. It's like, no, I told you we weren't. Oh my god! Like we've got what some answers. A freaking relief. <laughs> what <sighs> a relief. <laughs> which also, which also adds, it's like a relief, and now adds pressure too, because it's like we have two days to figure out what's what how to unphase ourselves. Because if we don't, we're gonna die of starvation. Well, so here's the thing. They, that would have been true anyways, because Jordy's like, we're not dead, and I'm not taking this like down. But as they're standing there going like, oh my gosh, we're phased. We just have to unphase ourselves. All we have to do is figure out a way. We can definitely figure out a way. As they're chit-chatting, Data kind of scurries along to some other part of the ship. And the two Romulans who are in charge kind of pull to the side. And we actually learned earlier that the captain died and like the main science officer is now in charge, which is like a crazy situation. Anyways, they're chit-chatting. And so Ro and Jordy are are eavesdropping. And... Um, the female Romulan is like, we cannot allow them to come back on this ship one more time because they're going to find out what we're doing here. They're going to find our technology or whatever. The interface generator is going to be discovered. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, I've got an idea. Here's how we can keep them from coming back. We're going to set up a muon wave across the power transfer beam because at this point the ship is fine, but it's just, it's kind of hobbling along. So the Enterprise mm-hmm. has sent this beam 
over to the ship of power where it's just like charging up the ship's batteries basically while they re- yeah so it's they- a life it's a lifeline yeah mm-hmm. while they while they make another um engine and like give them some new parts and stuff like that so they can be on their way and it's going to take about an hour for them to finish all this power transfer and stuff like that and get all their crew back so that the Romulans can go safely home so this guy's like I think his name's Mordok or something but he's like all right we're gonna use that power beam that they are giving us life-saving power with yep. to send a muon wave back through it That'll build up in their dilithium crystals. And as soon as they go to warp, it'll cause them to explode. And they're like, oh, great idea. And they How's walk away. that for gratitude? That's what I thought. Like, you sons of guns. They could have let you guys explode, like, twice. <laughs> they could have let you explode. And, like, they see, oh, look, Romulan toast. Yeah. They double nope. saved you and then put a freaking force field around you to make sure your ship didn't even get any more damage. And you're going to thank them by blowing them up. Wow. No wonder Federation doesn't trust you. Yeah. No wonder. Oh, but thankfully, thankfully, Ro and Jordy overhear this because they're they're like, okay, let's take another ship. You know, let's like hop on another shuttle and get back to the Enterprise. Their two day clock is now like a two hour clock. Yes. Like we have, well, not even because their their power transfer is almost done. And as soon as the power transfer is done, they're going to warp out of there. So Mm -hmm. now Jordy and Ro are like, uh oh, we have to unphase ourselves and save the warm the ship floating absolutely um yeah now jordy and ro are like let's we got to get back you know we gotta we gotta get back as they turn around to leave and head back and warn the enterprise we see the grumpy romulan finally like get up and turn around and follow them and he walks right through a giant table and you're like oh shit like there's another Mm -hmm. one that's faced and he heard everything they were saying and doing oh my god and it makes me wonder earns another that's what yeah, that was one he's dropped begets another apparently and so you know r- thankfully roe and jordy you know overhear this and they get back to the ship and and like i'm we're just like oh my god you guys are not alone but like they don't even know it mm-hmm. because, because he just comes over on another shuttle he, doesn't he just get on comes the same over on another them. one absolutely and it's like oh shit so now he's loose aboard the enterprise yes and roe so- and jordy it's Find adding the- to the to the to the tension, right? Because we're like, yes. oh no, they're gonna starve in two days. Oh my gosh, the Enterprise is gonna explode in like twenty minutes. Oh my gosh, there's a Romulan chasing them. Yes, it really is like an escalation of like suspense, which is amazing. Um, they find Roe and Jordy do find that like the chronotol fields that are appearing on the ship, all of them are appearing on all the places that they've been, like on the bridge, in the ready room, mm-hmm. in wherever else they've been, right? So they're they must be leaving a trail of like chronoton breadcrumbs so they're trying you know jordy is working to try to get data to follow his chronoton field trail and um you know jordy's got this like machine that he's like de-chronotoning like the little particles so jordy keeps kind of sticking his hand in different places of that big kind of pool table that is in main engineering Mm -hmm. and like every place that jordy touches data is like de-chronotoning and there is a time where jordy's hand gets a little close to the beam and he goes ouch ouch like that he's like easy with that thing mm-hmm. and then he realizes like it he can still push his hand through the table but it's harder to do so so he's like mm-hmm. wait whatever this like you know antimatter whatever beam anion that got, particles thank you an anion particle that you're like spraying everywhere that is what's like defazing me and it's mm-hmm. making it harder for me to walk through stuff keep going keep going and jordy's like keep going you know data's like okay i got everything here and he turns it off and walks away it's like no and you know jordy can't pick up the thing and like do it himself it's Mm -hmm. like dang it 
And yeah. we learned that the that he's data is detecting the chroniton particles in whatever technology Jordy touches, but is not mm-hmm. detecting it in Jordy himself. Yeah, so like he's scanning like a whole you know walking talking chunk of chronotons. So he has to touch stuff as his hand was going through the panel in different places, and he's trying to get data to put it all together. Come on, data! Mm-hmm. I kind of thought <laughs> I was like, I kind of want Jordy to make a G for Jordy in the panel. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, put your hand through, put your hand through like a panel on the wall yeah. and spell out the word data or something or something. G for Jordy. Yeah, that would have been like. That would have been perfect. Yeah, been but great. this is but this random but thing. It. I was like, this is he a, did this a random thing, work. and Data was just like, "Huh, this is weird." And yeah. so he did it a couple times, and then Data was just like, "Okay, whatever." And as he's walking away, like, "Okay, that didn't work." Jordy's yelling after him, "No, it did work, Data. It did. You just have to do it more, Data, Data." Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just it's great. It's great because you're like. I mean, this whole time he's explaining everything that's going on and what's happening and why the anion beams yep. work. And you're just yep. like, uh-huh, uh-huh. That tracks. That totally tracks. That totally tracks. <laughs> now, on the bridge, Roe is kind of standing by to hear any more information from the science team to see, like, what they can do. And as she's on the bridge, we find the Romulan come out of the turbo lift with a functional disruptor. And he points at her and he goes, yes, I can see you. And yes, this disruptor works because I had it on me when I died in the transporter accident. So take me to your science officer who I've heard figuring out us. how to yeah. can fix us, which I thought you don't have to do this at gunpoint. You Wouldn't sure it don't. be well within Starfleet rules to be like, oh, my God, you've been changed, too. I can see you. You can see me. Let's all figure this out together. The thing. They I need happily, help. They would happily work together so that they can all be unfazed so they could all be back happily happily why do we all why do we always have to run to gunpoint and that's what they were doing anyways they're trying to save themselves they can throw another one in the mix like of course but i think it goes back to the romulans being shady af yeah he does he assumes he has to do it at gunpoint in order for them to help him he yes. has no understanding of how the federation works no nope. and the fact that if he just like showed up to the even if he did it back on the romulan ship and was just like Hey, hey, I can see you guys. I'm also, un- I don't know what happened to me. He can even pretend like he's ignorant. He doesn't have to tell them their secrets. He could be like, yeah, I, uh, me too. And I don't know what happened. And I just woke mm-hmm. up like this. And I don't know what's going mm-hmm. on. Can mm-hmm. you see me? Like he could totally act it. Plausible deniability. It's fine. 100%. And it's then be like, fine. can you, you know, can you help me too? And they would have been like, of course. And of course they would have like, I mean, as soon as they get unfazed, they're going to talk about the muon wave or whatever, but they're not going to put him in the brig just for being invisible like them. Like they're not going to yeah. do any of that. So absolutely not. They absolutely would just didn't. return him to his people. They and would just call return it a day. Him. Yeah. So he did not need to do this, but he does not know that he doesn't need to do this. In yeah. His, I guess in his culture, whatever. This is the way you, you get just stuff done. Point this shit. Yep. So that's what he starts with, which automatically makes Roe very hostile towards him. Uh, and I wonder not why. Really yeah. wanting to help, right? So like, yep. I'm not in a helping mood now that you pulled a disruptor so, on me. Yep. So Roe leads the Romulan to Jordy, and she's like, he's in this room. So she walks in and gets the drop on him and kicks his ass and takes mm-hmm. off running. And he shoots at her, missing her by that much. It's so fun and, to watch them running through the whole, all these Oh quarters. my God, I love these <laughs> scenes. Now, Data gets word that there's a chronoton field 300 times stronger than anything they've seen, right where the Romulan shot the disruptor. So Data's like, okay, I'm on it. So he's walking around. And trying Jordy's to find, following you know, him. 
Jordy's following him, right? And there's the the scene is what makes the entire episode so memorable is Ro running from room to room and the Romulan chasing her. And we walk, we run past like a woman in a towel and a man working out in his quarters and a couple on like a dinner date. And nobody knows that people are like running through their rooms and running through their bodies. Right. Running for their lives and being shot at with disruptors. Yes. And you're on a date. And now Jordy accompanies date, date on his search and he comes across Ro in this couple's quarters who's having like a lovely romantic candlelit date and they have no idea that there's like a woman literally running for her life because the Romulan ends up like getting her in the calf with the disruptor and taking her down and so they're having this like struggle for your life yeah they're wrestling on the ground yeah and And the couple is like like, more wine dear yeah yeah having their (laughs) staring at each other's eyes and all that you know good stuff and Data chimes because he's like, hey, guys, there's like, you know, I need to check some chroniton readings here. So they're like, okay, go ahead. And in the meantime, you know, Jordy sees Roe and he's like, oh, my God. And he shoves the Romulan through the bulkhead and the Romulan goes flying into space and is killed. And I was like, dang, note to self, don't lean on any external walls. Only get in fights on the very interior of the ship. Only in engineering. Yes, like main engineering. That's, That's the it. only place. No other place. Yes. And so he shoves him. He shoves a Romulan to get him off of Ro. Mm-hmm. Not intentionally trying to kill him, but because no. but because he, he can go the through walls, he happens to fly right out into space. You're like, ooh, yeah. that was a bad place to stand. That was because hey, guy, we would have totally helped you. <laughs> like you, <laughs> hey, you kind of created this situation. You sure did. You sure did. <laughs> so the Romulan ship is now ready to like take off under its own steam. So captain of the Romulan ship extends a heartfelt thank you to Picard for his help. And I'm like, wow, you are such a shitty person and just a shitty race. And they're about to warp out of there. But transport chief Brossomer says that she's still, you know, running the chroniton decontamination and they won't be ready for warp for like a a little bit. And it's perfect timing because it's time for the memorial service. It turns out it's actually perfect that they call it a memorial because i did a little mini dive onto like what's the difference between a funeral and a memorial and a celebration of life and that for a funeral to be a funeral the body must be present so without bodies you just have a celebration of life or memorial so i was like oh that's kind of cool yeah and like personally i'm all about a celebration of life i don't want a whole bunch of sadness when i die like i want, just, I want everybody to be sad but just for a little bit i want people <laughs> to be like oh no not her but like, I don't want them to dwell in it. I don't want people yeah. to be like, oh, really? Mm, okay. Because I've had, <laughs> so I've been to, I've, I went to this funeral. It was so sad. We're just like, nobody cared that this person passed away. That, <gasps> oh my They didn't God. because, because of how this person lived. Because mm-hmm. of how this person lived, no one cared that this person died. And it, to me, was just like, wow, it is such That's a travesty. so sad. But it makes sense. I mean, if you live a certain way, like, it makes sense. But it was just really sad. I just felt like that was a wasted life where at the end, people don't even care. People are like, so what? Right. And Ugh. so I definitely don't want people to be like, so what? I want people to be like, oh, no, not Sharice. I loved her. But then they can move on and be like, oh, she was great. You know, and all the like good stuff. But I do want a little bit of sadness. So <laughs> this, this, this good to know. <laughs> FYI, to know. for me, I'm like, let's celebrate my life. Let's not dwell on how I died. Let's just yeah, celebrate not how well awesome on how I my died, life was. But like, but you know, shed a tear. Yeah. Be sad for a yeah. little bit. Have some have some kind of like feeling, you know, loss. Yes. <laughs> have some kind of loss <laughs> experienced, and then you can move on. You need to this grieve good to know. appropriately. Okay. Um, so they walk in, and actually, while they're while they they follow Ro and Jordy follow Picard and Riker to the memorial service, and they're in the turbo lift, which by the way, did you notice notice the turbo lift is like one inch from the view screen? 
It's between the ready room and the view screen. Oh, yeah. No, it is. It and is. I always thought the ship ended there. Like, that was the front of the ship. But no, 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 no. There's a turbo lift right there that goes directly to 10 forward. And I was like, hmm. So the main turbo placement. lift. The turbo lift that they mostly use comes out of, like, kind of the back behind of the Troy's. Yeah, yeah, the back of the bridge, like, behind kind of Troy's section. But there is one between the ready room and the screen. And there's one between the screen like on the opposite side as well. And like the there's turbo lounge on either. No, no, no. The observation lounge is the back. So if you're looking like a bird's eye view at the bridge, 12 o'clock is like where Worf stands, right? So the observation lounge is behind Worf around 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. At oh, like I thought the that was the turbo lift. No, 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 no. That's how the they second, get to I thought the, that was the second turbo lift. No, there's three turbo lifts. There's basically four exits. Like it's a circular bridge, but think of like, four corners of a square the two back corners like one's a turbo lift on the right the one on the left is the observation lounge and then there's two turbo lifts one on either side of the view screen but nobody ever uses that third one like you rarely use the second one and that third one never gets used and that i knew was there because when the enterprise like in season one or two went into that like nebula that's like time doesn't exist and there's like mm-hmm. their sister ship is there the yamato mm-hmm. and remember when like jordy and data are like going from one room into another but like they go yes. out of one room into the bridge again and again mm-hmm. there's a doorway there there's a turbo lift there and then in 11001001 they also like have um binars coming out of that one in the corner like by oh. by like by like ensign rose con yeah so i feel like that's i feel like that's a security issue i feel like we should not have so many turbo lifts that yeah go directly maybe just have the one I feel like one's good. And maybe like one to a hallway and you have to take the hallway to get to the bridge. Yes. Maybe one to a hallway and you need to have certain security clearance to even like get, you know, it's like if you go to a hotel that has like yes. a penthouse, you it's know, like you have to have the right of the bridge of the yes. ship. Yes. Mm-hmm. Agreed. A hundred percent. Anyway. So they, they head over to this, um, this memorial, memorial service. Yeah. The memorial service in 10 forward. And it is like a rockin' party. I was like, hell yeah, this jazz plant is playing down by the riverside. Like it is swinging. I was like, oh, right. It's definitely how I want my funeral to be. Absolutely. Sure. Like a big party with some a tears. big one. <laughs> with some tears. But yeah, a huge party. <laughs> and your body because and, it's a well, funeral. No. no, my body's gonna okay. be. No. Okay. My body's gonna so be you want, you want a or shot into space or who knows what. Yeah, I want a memorial. Yeah. We don't need the, okay. we don't need a cat. We don't need I any am of that not, stuff. Anytime, anytime <laughs> people have invited me to a funeral and it's like an open casket, I'm like, no, thank you. Uh, yeah, people don't worst. look the same dead as it's they weird. do alive. It's, it's weird. weird. It's extremely weird. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I don't want yep. it. No, I don't thank want you. Looking at me. No, thank you. Open. Just as a heads up, open caskets are fucking weird. Yeah. Okay. I have. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to stomp on anybody's beliefs, but that shit is weird AF. <laughs> We're having a party with a corpse. In the I like room. how you're like. I'm not trying to stomp on anyone's beliefs, but, but this shit is fucking weird. <laughs> Stop, I'm gonna stop, tell you stop, it's 20 stop, stop, you know stop. yeah you know what fine I am <laughs> I am. I'm not trying to piss anybody off but like god damn it stow your dead please you're trying it's to have really... a celebration of life and there's a corpse that's been all made up and they look unnatural yeah. as fu- anybody who tells you a dead person just looks like they're sleeping is lying to you to save yeah. your feelings they it's look amazing horrible that, it's amazing that they don't because they should. They should just look like they have their eyes closed and they're breathing very shallow. That's what they should look like. But without Mm-mm. without Ugh. being alive, like, I guess maybe in our sleep, even 
we're moving our muscles in our face or something yes. because it looks yes. completely different. No, no, and there's no life force in this thing. It's just, oh, yeah. It's and just, I know, oh God, I know people no, get a lot no. of closure from saying goodbye and stuff like that. To me, it like, it's kind of like those crime shows when they're like, no, ma'am, you don't want to see the body. You don't want to remember him that way. Yes. That's how I feel about open caskets. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to remember them that way. I want to remember no. them the last time I saw them or like, you know, up and about or like, when I saw, even if they, if it was tragic, like even if I saw them in the hospital, like I want to remember them animated yes. and talking to them and 100%. I don't want to remember them like in a casket. Cause that's just, that's not them. That's not no. them. Anyways. That's this, not, no, 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 absolutely. I agree. Like, guys, let's, not let's creepy just, at all. let's, you know, listen, even if the casket is closed and that's what you need to do to feel closure, fine. But like, don't subject people to an open casket. It's grotesque. Ugh. no, no, no. So this is the kind of party I would want to have. I'm a foodie, so I want excellent food and excellent drinks. That's what I'm all about. Let's get on that, guys. Let's have a party with some see-through balloons in 10 forward and, and like, great drinks. And, like, you know, I'm not particularly big on jazz. But, you know, if Riker wants to trombone up for my funeral, like, cool, for my memorial. Um, If Dana wants to bust out his violin or whatever, we can just do that. That's what we can do. (laughs) Keiko plays the flute or something, right? Like, we could just right? all just whatever. That's fine. <laughs> it's the Enterprise Big Family Fun Time Band. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Ro realizes that, like, if we shoot the disruptor around, it's not going to hurt anybody. I don't know why. Because it's still a trans, it's still like a, it's a it's a disruptor. Like it could it could hurt Roe or Jordy or the now dead Romulan. But like, even though it's out of phase, it's still a weapon. How is it not hurting people? I don't understand that. It's just passing through. It doesn't have any matter in their mm. in their reality, whatever. Or whatever. Like, I, yeah, I don't want to say reality because it's all real. But you know what I mean? Yeah, they, it doesn't yes. have any matter in in their realm, so it can't affect them any more than Roe or Jordy can. I guess you're right. I so guess you're right. Why. Um, and so they, it's a really brilliant idea because they're like the disruptor has so much more energy that it's dispersing than mm. our bodies just touching panels. So if we just shoot everything in here in ten forward. They're mm-hmm. going to have to like flood this compartment with anion particles and that should make us solid enough for yes. people to see us for just like a fraction of a second. But we came to this memorial service because we're, it's more likely that somebody somewhere in this room yes. will see us and we'll that they'll figure it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now Riker is playing the trombone and Roe shoots him right through the head. <laughs> She's right like, now, the I, eyes. now I'll never know what you're going to say about me and goes, and shoots him right between the eyes and i was like damn girl i, I mean let's be honest though Riker's strengths do not lie in his brain perhaps so at least we're oh yeah <laughs> so you were not mad you wouldn't be upset if that got damaged a little like, bit like it's because do we have them around for his brains i don't think we do <laughs> but whatever um now transporter chief is like hey memorial service the chronoton field is super high in 10 forward should i decontaminate and they're like sure and like it's close but it's not enough Right. Roe and Jordy are like decloaked just enough. Or they're like, can you see us? Can you see us? Right. And luckily, Data and Picard are chatting right there. And it's like, damn it. Okay. We're like almost there, but not right. Like Worf kind of, it's actually, sorry, it happens to be in front of Worf, who like Worf sort of sees something, but he's like, hmm must be nothing and rose like oh we can overload the disruptor which once it blows up the chronoton field will be like 10 zillion times stronger Mm -hmm. so you know that's what happens right and like now it's in front of data and picard and they're like wait 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 did you did you did you see that like if we're not if we both saw the same 
thing. Yeah, I love this. Not just in our imagination. So they so they stand in front of Data and Picard, which was a good call because Data's visual acuity is better than everybody. So maybe just follow Data around is maybe the moral of the story for this one. Hundred percent. But they happen to be standing in front of them when the compartment gets flooded, which was really important because they were just about to head to warp. Mm-hmm. And Ro and Jordy were like, no, they were just know, about to they go. They were just yeah. about to head to warp because there's some like diplomatic situation that Picard needs to be at immediately. Um, but they didn't because the transporter chief was like, wait, let's let's decontaminate before we go to warp just to be safe. So it's like really like they're really again, it's like five seconds, right? They're really at the wire right now. Yes, so they when, are. when the compartment gets flooded to get rid of the disruptor chronotons. Picard and Data see them for that fraction of a second. And like, you just see the looks on their faces. Their mouths are open and they're like, what? And immediately Picard is like, what was that? Because it was not ghosts. I was like, again, mm-hmm. I would have been like, was that ghosts? What the mm-hmm. heck? And I don't even believe in ghosts. But again, if I would have saw the two of them appear and disappear, mm-hmm. I'd have been like, what the F are they ghosts? Like that is yes. what I thought. And Picard was like, what was that? Because they're not ghosts. I don't know what it yes. was, but I know what it wasn't. And Data's yes. just like, I saw that as well. And you're just like, well, he good puts two and two together. Yeah. yeah. Data, and Jordy's and they're like, come on, Data, come on, put it together. Come on. And Data's like, I think the chronotons and the anion particles and probably the cloaking and their phase. And he figures it all out in like 10 yes. seconds. And he's like, yes. all right, transporter chief, flood ten forward with as much anionic energy as you can find mm-hmm. and just keep going. And she's like, all right, okay. So mm-hmm. she does that. And <laughs> like we're not That's exactly how she would have reacted. Makes All a right. lot of, makes a lot of sense to me. Okay. So she does it. And then you see, apparently, this is not a fun feeling. You see Ro and Jody yeah. like collapse to the ground shaking because I guess it hurts, but you know, it's worth it. Yeah. Because after, you know, they just kind of like materialize. And again, you see Picard and Data staring at them with their mouths open. Yeah. And the whole memorial like comes to a screeching it's halt like, where it's like, what? Yeah. Right. Yes. stopped playing the They're trombone. They're back. They're back. They crashed their, their own funeral, which is great. Um, imagine what everybody must be thinking. Could you imagine being at a funeral and the person like appears and you're like, what the? Like oh a ghost, right? It's not like the yes. creepy body comes out of the casket, but it's like there were no bodies. And then poof. They're like, hey, guys, great party. Yeah. You're like, what? Yeah, like, absolutely. There would have been some absolutely. big reactions. <laughs> absolutely. Now, Jordy, you know, it's the end of the funeral. Jordy is stuffing his face and Roe isn't touching anything. You know, the day is saved. They're like, don't go to work. There's a Muon beam. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, we won't. So day is saved. Roe is feeling very philosophical. She's feeling very philosophical about the whole experience of being dead. And Jordy's just like, it was a science conundrum. We weren't dead anyway. I'm not going to worry about the end of my life right now. I haven't eaten in two days. Like, how are you not hungry? So she's like, you know, I thought I was dead. Like I heard all the group hearing all these stories on Bajor and stuff. And now, you know, um, and I just, I do really love seeing this like bonding experience between Roe and Jordy. Like they didn't, they didn't dislike each other. They just never really shared any scenes together. So I love that they got, you know, to have this like shared experience. Mm-hmm. I just love everything about this episode. Yeah. Just, it's, it didn't strike me as like a single false moment. It's really good. So at, at this point, as she's saying like, you know what? It made me really think that I've been pretty arrogant my whole life to just so easily dismiss mm-hmm. my culture's beliefs about life after death because I just thought it wasn't a thing. And then suddenly mm-hmm. I was alive after death. And I thought, wow, like I shouldn't have been so so proud to just dismiss yeah. them like I know everything and they don't know anything and Jordy retorts with wow maybe we should create one of these for everybody because if it's something that can make Rolaren humble 
It could do anything. And they just, and she just looks at him and just like, okay. And then they have this like cheesy after school special moment where they laugh to the credits. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's just it's just a very kind of sweet and light ending after this very yes. intense and exciting episode. Yeah, absolutely. What are your final thoughts on this whole shenanigan? Um, I just I wrote this episode is perfection. I it is. I love it and I don't even know why. Like I can't pinpoint the thing <laughs> yeah. or things I love and I love it. Well, it's also something I I love it so much. I think the writing, the characters have developed so perfectly. The writing is so tight. Um and I think the premise is extremely original. Transporter cloaking accident. So they're cloaked. Nobody can see them. They got to figure out a way, you know, to like get back and like decloak. Otherwise, they're going to starve to death or dehydration in like a day or two. Mm-hmm. But now the clock is ticking because there's this other threat. Like it has everything. Had this episode occurred in season one, it would have been really cool. And it also would have felt a lot clankier than this because at this point, TNG is a well oiled machine well oiled Mm -hmm. we don't have to worry about how troy is sensing whatever or not sensing whatever you know it's like it's just it's all about it's just science fiction at this point there isn't a whole bunch of like feely feely stuff it's just great science fiction i love this episode Mm -hmm. so much um well guys this has been such a treat i mean it really is like one of the best episodes of ever um next week Thanksgiving feast continues with season five, episode 25, the inner light. It is like the pinnacle of TNG. We can't wait to break it down with you. Thank you guys so much for nerding out and listening in and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for geeking out with us. Be sure to join the crew at the TNG to be the first to know when we do our live shows or host events exclusively for our members. We'll see you next time.